The Dragon's Child, A Story of Angel Island by Lawrence Yep. Chapter 7 The New Skin Question Were you nervous about America? Pop The village was all I knew up until then, so it was going to be a big change. The next day, Father took me to a store. It was filled with Western shoes made of leather. When I tried on a pair, they felt heavy and stiff compared to my cloth ones. When I tried to walk in them, I clopped around. They make me feel like a water buffalo, I complained. To my relief, I wasn't stuttering. Maybe that was because I was getting used to being with Father. Father was determined to make me into an American boy. You'll get used to them, he said, and pointed to his own leather shoes. Father bought me stockings, too, and then took me to another store to buy a hat. He had me try on a flat cap with a visor. As I was looking at myself in the mirror, I saw my first Westerners. They were shopping, too. Are they Americans? I whispered to Father. One of them, a man, understood what I said. He laughed and said in Chinese, No, we're British. Thank heaven. Once we were outside, I wanted to switch back to my old shoes, but Father wouldn't let me. You have to break them in. They cramped my feet, though. I thought it would be the other way around. The shoes would shape my feet into something strange. There was so much to see and do that I soon forgot about the tight, ugly shoes. We climbed up steep streets to a high peak. Mist covered the water, but I could just about make out another city across the way. The buildings were patches of pink. Is that Hong Kong too? No, it's Macau, father said. The Portuguese own it. In my western shoes, I clopped all over Hong Kong with father. The hazy day and the next two, I hardly ever stuttered, so he rarely scolded me. Finally, my new clothes were ready. There was a suit and a vest of some gray material. They looked so funny. I took off my loose black cotton clothes. When I pulled on the pants, I frowned. They bunched up at the knees and left my calves bare, except for my stockings. Cautiously, I put on the rest of the Western suit. The coat was cut close to my body. The whole suit would fit tight, even in the dry season. But in the humid weather now, it stuck to me like a new skin. And the cloth was so heavy, I felt as if I were in an oven. Even my satin robe and vest were more comfortable. I tugged and pulled at the material. This stuff makes me feel all hot, I grumbled. At least I wasn't stuttering. Father's forehead wrinkled as if I were a puzzle. When we get to San Francisco, you'll be glad it does. It's foggy there. It's itchy too, 
I said, wriggling my shoulders and then trying to tug the pants lower to cover my calves. People can see part of my legs. The tailor cajoled me. This is the best suit for America, he said. My hands found the knickerbockers' pockets and slid inside them. But I don't want to be an American. Well, then you don't have to slouch like one. Father tapped me on the shoulder. Straighten up and take your hands out of your pockets. I slipped my hands free of my knickerbockers resentfully. I feel like a clown. Father looked just like I probably did when I was trying to figure out what to say and how to say it. That's what you're going to wear, he finally muttered. You don't need these old clothes anymore. We'll send them back home now for your nephew to have when he's old enough. Father had made me leave my special clothes behind. My nephew would get them along with my old school desk and my toys and my whole life. He gets everything of mine, I complained. He gets the past, Father explained. You get the future. As the tailor picked up my dark cotton shirt and pants, I felt like a snake that had shed its skin, except that for me, my old skin had been loose and comfortable. This new skin was choking me. Father was trying to make me into a guest just like himself. Resentfully, I followed father out of the shop. When he wasn't looking, I stuck my hands back in my pockets and let my shoulders sag. If I had to dress like an American boy, I'd slouch like one too. Though we could have taken meals in the building where we were staying, Father preferred to eat out. We ate at several different restaurants during our stay. At first, eating all the different food dishes was fun. But soon I missed Mother's cooking, just as I missed her hugs. However, on our last day in Hong Kong, Father bought vegetables and meat from various stalls. The cook in the kitchen of the building let us have some room at the stove and allowed us to use his utensils. Ah Lee had also bought some food. Father and he decided to combine everything for another banquet. Father began to slice a piece of beef as efficiently as sister. I stared at him. I didn't know you could cook. Ah Lee laughed. That's all your father does on the Golden Mountain. It's not all, father sniffed. You own a restaurant? I asked. I did a long time ago, but it was in a place called New Mexico. It was too hot, father pantomimed, wiping his forehead. What do you do now? I asked curiously. Ah Lee turned to father in surprise. You haven't told him you're a houseboy? Father snapped at Ali. I was waiting for the right time. When? When you got back to America to the American's kitchen? Ali demanded. Father ignored Ali and looked at me. I work for the Dugans, a brother and sister. 
Mr. Dugan is an important man. He's a chemist. That's another name for a kind of herbalist who makes medicines. On Fridays, he buys enchiladas, so I don't even have to cook that day. And his sister is very sweet. You'll like them. And they're both looking forward to meeting you. I had father figured as a rich, important man. You cook for them. And wash and clean, father said, blushing. I keep house for them. Puzzled, I wrinkled my forehead. My important father, dusting? The clan would have laughed at the notion. Don't you have a big desk and an office? No, father said, just a stove and a broom. But we're so rich, I protested. How can you be a servant? Father sighed. We're rich compared to our neighbors, but that's because the American money I earn is worth so much more in China. It's honest work. There's nothing to be ashamed of. I stood there, stunned. He'd gone from being a dragon king to an American servant. No wonder he hadn't told the clan what he did. How could I trust him now? You won't be a prince over there, Ali warned me. You'll be the son of a servant. You'll have to help me with some of the chores, but you'll have to go to school too, father explained. Mr. Dugan feels very strongly about that. The news about school was even a worse shock. More Chinese lessons? I stuttered. Would my Chinese teachers be like Uncle Jing? Well, you'll be in an American school. You'll have to learn English, father said. But why? I whined. Father clicked his tongue in exasperation. Because it's what they speak over there. But don't worry. We won't neglect your Chinese. There's a school for that in the evening, too. This was even more horrible. Double the schoolwork? I'd rather dig ditches. I bit my lip. I remembered what mother had said when she had shown me the American silver dollar. The only reason we go over there is to make m money. How can I do that when I'm in t two schools? I was almost in tears. Why can't I w wait till later when I'm done with school? Father seemed to have more thoughts in his head than words. Frustrated, he chopped at a melon. You're going because, because I say so. That should be enough for a good boy. Father's knife began to slice a piece of melon into slivers. The knife went click, 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 click against the chopping board. I felt like he was cutting me up too. Ali could see how miserable I was. Your father, he began. Father glared at his friend. Shut up. You leave this to me. 
Ali turned away heavily. Have it your way, but you're making the same mistake all over again. What mistake? I demanded. Never mind, father said. The same mistake all over again, Ali repeated, looking worried.